0: This is the third in a series of replays of Agency Highway episodes. Uh, One of the most popular guests of all time, Corey Dodd from Elk Creative joins me in this episode to talk about pricing your websites. And we cover some stuff like how to set prices when you're just starting out, what to do if you don't have a portfolio, how to raise your prices over time, which is obviously, uh, very, very important and a really cool idea around price anchoring, uh, to get your client to select the best value option and not even shop around with other designers. And I love this little thing that Corey talks about in this episode. Uh, if you didn't listen to the last couple of episodes, um, I am doing these replays because I am currently uh, away speaking at the Recurring Revenue Retreat in Orlando uh, and also working hard on my Zapier course. And if you would like to learn how to automate your agency with Zapier, jump on the waiting list for my course uh, so you get notified as soon as it gets released and there'll be a little bit of a pre-launch discount uh, and you can do that at jimmyrose.me and click on the Zapier course Uh, option in the main navigation. All right, that is it. Let's get into the episode. Corey's a designer with almost 20 years experience working in large companies such as uh, Nova Radio, which is impressive. That's really cool. (laughs) (laughs) Massive company here in Australia, if you don't know it. Um, Some national advertising agencies, boutique design studios, Background in working as a creative in digital and tech companies has given him a broad skill set that covers design, strategy, and coding. He's passionate about helping others in the design community, which I've seen in the group, clearly, especially when it comes to topics around money, pricing, and processes. Who would have thought? (laughs) He currently runs Elk Creative, a small design studio in Geelong, Victoria, and focuses on delivering custom branding and design solutions to SMEs across Australia. There you go. Sweet intro. That sums it up. That is a good intro. Thank you very much, James. Uh, and thank you for joining me, obviously. No, thank you. Yeah, thank you. And, and thank you for getting involved in the group. Um, if you're not in there yet, uh, that's, that can be found at agencyhighway.com group. And that will take you directly to the Facebook group that I'm talking about. There's over 3,500 of us in there at the moment talking about all kinds of things from tech help with WordPress through to clearly pricing.
1: Yeah. It's a very active group too. It's, it's, it's really, yeah, it's doing good stuff in there. Awesome. Well, thank you. Um, so,
0: (laughs) so yeah, pricing is a massive struggle. This comes up all the freaking time and, and, and yeah, it can be anything from where do I start? We've, we've got a bunch of questions from the group, which we'll get into later, you know, everything from where to, how do I set prices from the beginning through to how do I adjust over time? Um, you know, how do you justify prices, all kinds of things. Um, so this is going to be a sweet episode, lots of value in it.
1: <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah. Right.
0: So, and, and actually, you know, one of the things you said, uh, in one of the comments was that people should start talking about money and sort of get, um, comfortable with it. And I love this so much, uh, because it's not the first time I've heard this. Adam Hempy from better proposals is really big on this as well. Like talking about yeah. money sp- as soon as possible so one why do you think it's so important to be comfortable talking about it and how do we become more comfortable a bit with it like actually talking Um, to clients about it
1: (laughs) yeah i mean i think that there's a lot of reasons why we need to be comfortable around it um it's part of life it's part of business um and it's just that sort of thing that stumps so many people stumps so many designers and so many developers um and so you know sort of prolonging that and putting that off never never helps anyone. Um and really sort of talking about money means that you can have a little bit more involvement and, and actually try and control that conversation. Um I see so many people, you know, talking about problems that they have with with, you know, clients and a lot of the time those come down I would say about eighty percent of that would come down to money and, and a lot of the rest of that is processes. And a lot of those processes could be fixed if there was more money. Um, and I'm not talking about money just so that you can get more of it, but just being more confident about it, um, knowing how to talk about it and, and when to bring it up. And I 100% think that you should should do that as soon as you can without sounding crass, without sort of um, not listening to the person and and not showing any interest in, in what you're trying to deliver for them or what they need. Um, but really, within if you know your product and you know your service and you know what you do... Um, you shouldn't be having a conversation with someone and then saying, hey, look, I'll get back to you with a proposal. You should be able to give them some sort of ballparks and get them on 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 the same wavelength as you up front. And if they're not cool with that, then you've not wasted time on a proposal um, and also you know where you stand. Um, so I think, yeah, I always try and get to, to money um, and ideas around pricing within that first conversation, so like half an hour. Yeah,
0: I think you nailed it there too um, <laughs> in that like, Basically, it shouldn't be a surprise. When the time comes to a proposal, it, it, they should have some kind of an idea of what it's going to cost because yeah. then, like you said, it's not like... I can't remember what I was going to say there. but <laughs> yeah. um, Like, oh, yeah, you're not wasting time. That's where I was going. Like, that's massive. Like, if you go and yeah. create something, you spend all this time to make a proposal and send it to them and they go, oh, like, that's not even close to the figure i was thinking you know you've wasted
1: so much time yeah and you could do that in a conversation and then actually feed off of that person right there and then whereas if you go away and submit a proposal it's kind of like done and dusted and and either they get sticker shock and they and you know it's rarely that they'll they'll you know get a price they're not expecting and then think oh hang on there'll be some real great value in there unless you've been talking about that sort of value up front um so, I mean, there's a guy, Blair Ends, and he's written, written a few great books, Someone um, Without Pitching and Pricing Creativity. Oh, yeah. Um, and he sort of talks about um, the idea about a proposal and that you should really be doing these one-page proposals and, and the idea of doing these long, blown-out proposals that designers and developers do, thinking that that's how they're going to wow the client is actually rubbish, that <laughs> really the whole conversation, the whole time you spend with someone is the proposal. So that first meeting, that second meeting when you're defining stuff, that becomes a proposal. And really, the piece of paper that you give them is just like a dot point documentation of, of what you've actually agreed to. And you should be able to get on that same page without doing, you know, 10 pages, 12 page proposals. Um, and also, yeah, like not wasting that time on money. If you say to someone, like, oh, you know, that sounds like a $20,000 project, and they said, you know, they were hoping for $500, <laughs> you're wasting both of your time. Like, you know. Yeah. And absolutely. we've all seen that. We've all seen those people that, that, that sort of, want facebook as a website they they think that it's been done before so it can't be that hard and so they think well you know it exists can't i just have you know can't you make me an ebay and i've got a thousand dollars like
0: oh man know. yeah we had that we had because uh we're doing a lot of sort of custom development now not so much like website stuff and i've had the can you make us an uber and my budget's five grand and i'm like
1: yeah the no. uber of <laughs> the uber <laughs> no
0: no. no i really can't <laughs> that's not even close Um. Yeah, so unrealistic expectations are a very good thing to filter out early days. Mm. And I think this can be done right in the beginning. Uh this one of the threads that came up in the group was talking about putting prices on your website. And this is one yeah. of the things oh man,
1: heated discussion. It uh was, and- yeah. and it comes <laughs> up a lot too. It comes up a lot and obviously um I get involved in that conversation. I have a strong opinion on that, but um mm-hmm. yeah, it does come up a lot. Um and I think look I start to think about, about why why you do this and, and, and why you, you shouldn't do this. And I think that it's not the sort of thing that's 100% a line in the sand. Yes, you have to do this. And there's going to be a lot of people that have agencies and you know freelancers that don't list their pricing and have open pricing and, and have a really successful business. But I see a lot of people that are struggling with um, pricing and struggling with talking about money. And then they refuse to actually put their pricing out there. And I think that's part of the problem. Like, well, I don't understand why they would um, be so susceptible to, to trying something out, um, yeah. So it, it really blows blows my mind um, that, that, that they, yeah, they sort of don't don't really get 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 involved um, or try it out. Um, and yeah. I think that really helps with being confident around around pricing too. Like you know, that idea that we just talked about with with money and trying to get that on on the table. That's really just about being confident around the concepts that you're dealing with business people. You're dealing with um, stuff like resources, which means time. That means, you know, internal mm. resources. That means money. If you can't talk about those things, you know, they're the toughest things. And if you can, and if you can talk about them, it's really going to open the doors to having the other tough conversations. So, yeah, I
0: think um, um, the confidence in talking about pricing does take time to build, you know, especially for new people. If you don't have the confidence around what you do yet and a lot of people don't you know they they might beat themselves up about their abilities to build websites and literally uh, like don't think they are worth that much and yep. like that's not something you can a lot of people can just switch off you know like i think it it does take time to get used to this kind of thing and i was definitely there you know i didn't like talking about pricing uh, in the early days um but a mm. way i overcame it um and this is what I want to get into is because there's quite a lot of stuff you can do on your website, you know, like um, even when you might just start with a range, you know, like um, yep. this is what I want to get your thoughts on. But what I did uh, is we had an initial form. So right after someone contacted us, we sent them to like a very basic brief form. And the yep. last question on there was what's your budget for this? and um the old budget sniffer (laughs) yeah it's and it's it works so well um especially after they've typed in all this stuff into this form they're starting to realize how much goes into a successful website process because you've asked about their audience and like their business goals and and how much a, a single sales worth to them and you know they're actually starting to think about value and then you ask what a budget is but we had the bottom... And I'm pretty sure I stole this from Troy Dean, from WP Elevation. maybe. Anyway. Good place um, to steal
1: stuff from. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
0: totally. Uh, he's been on the podcast as well. Um, yep. I, well, I say has been, uh, but he's going to be <laughs> on a future episode, even though I've already recorded it. <laughs> uh, gotcha. Um, but yeah, um, I, so the final form, this final field was budget. And the... Um, minimum option was basically what we wouldn't work with, right? So let's say you don't touch websites under two grand. If they, you have an option there, that's a budget of like less than two grand, or if it's, you know, you do, you only do big sites, you have less than 10 grand or something. And if they yeah. pick that, it's pretty much like, oh, sorry. Um, we're not a good fit, um, but I know yeah. someone who might be. And that was yeah. a really good sort of intro for me into um, putting pricing on my site. Cause I didn't want to just go put packages Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so do you have fixed packages on your site? Like, cause websites differ in complexity, right? So how do you handle packages versus just putting a range on there? What do you do?
1: Um, well, personally I put, put ranges in there. Um, and I guess there's two, really two, two ways to think about this sort of stuff. And one is to have prices that are, that are trying to be value-based pricing. And the other one is to have something that's productized. And that's simply where you say, um, you, you bundle a service and it might be SEO and you might say that's 20 hours and that then you've got a 40-hour package and then you've got a 60-hour package or whatever it is Um then you might you know for websites you might be having deliverables that are you know custom design or you might have you know amount of pages um, that's one way of doing it that's not what I do I did try that and I didn't actually like that because I think there's a little bit of rubbish in that that you know we all know that amount of the the deliverables get get really hard um because you know like there's something between you know 12 pages and 20 pages it's not Hmm. double the work to do those pages the work's in actually setting all that stuff up it's in those conversations initially it's in trying to work out what you do you know creating the things that sort of stuff that's where all the work is so that's why i moved away from that model it just didn't didn't work for me and so i've moved to Um, having a, I guess a value-based pricing system and the way that I do that is have price ranges and then within that those ranges I'm actually having the content is almost like a little conversation about who this is designed for what this package is or this level it's so rather than a package it's almost like a tier and so what that tier who that tier is designed for so um, my essential my my breakdowns really are for for websites and I do this with branding as well um, but with with websites i've got like an essential one which is essential you know which is really like um you're trying to get a uh digital presence you know you're trying to get online then there's like a custom one where you're sort of taking it to the next level and then there's a strategic one and the price is sort of my my range is from four to, to about 12k i think that's currently what it is um and that does change so mm. I certainly intend to to keep growing that and putting that up as time <laughs> goes by that's the, <laughs> that's always the goal yeah um, but yeah that's how i do that so rather than saying look this is X amount of pages with these sorts of deliverables. It really is. This is the sort of stuff that I do for a person that is, you know, a small business, an entrepreneur. And these are the things we start thinking about. And these are the things that we're doing. This is for a, you know, a medium sized business that might have its second website or its third website. And, and really, that's how I break them down. The good thing with that is it gives people an idea of price of where, where they sit or where I sit um, but then it still starts that conversation. So that's one of the, one of the huge things that people have, they have these sort of, I guess, almost false issues with putting your prices on your website. Um, And that's one of them. They sort of think that once you put prices on your website, that's the end of the conversation. But really for me, I've found that's the start of the conversation. And so it's been really, really quite powerful that um, people still ring up and they want to know, Hey, what does that cost? It doesn't remove all of that from there. (laughs) Um, but it means they've got a guide. They've, they've seen, you know, that there's $4,000 there and they're really a $500 client or vice versa. They're a, you know, $300,000 custom, you know, web app sort of build and they're looking at my prices and And there's, you know, $12,000 is where I'm starting my higher tier, then um, <laughs> they probably think that I'm not, I'm not the right person. They probably need, you know, a, a team where there's 20, of 20 people. Um, so it really just helps people understand who they are um, and, oh, and yeah. what, what that's designed, you know, who, who I'm trying to work with. Absolutely. And I think a really important thing you said
0: in there um, was like in your higher tier, you, you're talking about including strategy. Uh, and yes. this is this is massive, right? And um, web design is kind of getting commoditized in a way, you know, like you can buy oh, a five-page five, five page website. Uh, if, if you go, you know, I, I, if I approach someone and I want a five-page website, um, and I'm going to be writing the content. I just want you to make it look pretty and set it up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can go to five different people and get quotes, and you know it might make sense to just go with the cheapest one at, at that point, you know. And that's yep. and that's why so many people are switching to this kind of model where it's more about uh, you and what you can value add to the business more than just the website, you know. Like if you can, right. if you can add a level of strategy in there, you know, or you're doing SEO or something that can and bring them more business. At that point, it's an investment. It's not a pure cost, which a website yeah. can, is viewed by many yep. clients. You know, it's just, oh, I have to go and spend a few thousand dollars on a website. It's going to, you know, that's a negative sort of feeling with that. Whereas if you're, you know, you're spending three grand on ads in, or something, you expect to get some money back from that. It's more of an investment. Um, and yeah, that's it, why, how I see
1: strategy. No, I 100% agree. And look, the thing with that too is, you know, when we're with those tiers that I have, um, that bottom one is there's very, very limited amount of strategy you know, involved. It really is just like, what are we, what are we having in there? Um, you know, everything that I do is custom designed. I'm, I'm not sort of, you know, that's why I probably have higher prices than some people, but it is always custom designed and custom built. Um, but also, when I get to that sort of second tier, there's more conversation around strategy. Um, but and it's really trying to help people drill down. Whereas in that top level, there's more more of an actual workshop done with people. Where you're you know investing real amount of time, um, and you're actually challenging them. And that's where I think the value is. So, it, rather than just saying, "Okay, I've heard you. You said that your um you know your target market is where X, Y, Z. This is your primary target market, and this is secondary target market," and but at that strategic level, you're actually challenging those people and say, but is it really, you know, is that really where your money is? Is that is that actually your competitor or, is, is, you know, why do you think that's your competitor? And it's, it's really trying to actually work out a lot of that stuff. And then also coming up with the goals, like what, what is the website here to do? What are we actually trying to achieve and have those conversations? So, yeah, you certainly... You know that's that's where I think a lot of um, web design and web agencies and, and digital agencies are heading these days because that's that's really where the value is. Um, and like you said, that's because that product. You know, that, I guess that commoditization of of, of websites—they're just so so easy to make. You know, you go yeah. back to a long time ago, um, and it was thirty thousand dollars just to get a CMS, and now <laughs> you know it's open source, and you can you know choose from a, a range. And yeah, it's not it's not the same sort of um, but then, then the amount of work in, involved in, you know, in, in those early days was a lot more to get a CMS set up. It was custom and, you know. So, yeah, strategy is one of those areas where you can make and prove your value, you know. You can make make a difference for a business and actually, you know, prove your worth. Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Uh, so, we've covered a little bit, um, Hilary Strauderman. I assume I pronounced that uh, correctly. In the group, <laughs> asked asked a question about sort of uh, how how you typically price your services, and I think we've covered a lot of this, right? Like, um, she's she's mentioned like, do we uh, if there's more involved than your typical base price? So like by feature, page, number of extra hours, and this is a hard one, right? Because I know we've we, you've you said we. We can't charge by pages because we all really know there's not that much work involved. In I think you and can.
1: There's nothing, there's nothing to stop you from well, doing that.
0: True, true. <laughs> and a lot of people don't realize that putting five extra pages in doesn't really cost anything,
1: provided they're not all custom layouts. Um, yes. So this is, I understand it And that's does. the other thing too. That this is part of the reason why that, that page pages doesn't work anymore. You go back 10 years ago with the website and, um, you know, a page basically meant like half an A4 of, of content and it was like a header image and some to text and nowadays a page is a landing page. It's probably got, um, you know, an intro, it's got a video, it's got a call to action, it's got, you know, customer reviews, it's got, you know, all of this stuff in there and a, a single page could be, uh, you know, a novel, you know. So what is a page? <laughs> yeah. um, and so, yeah, that's why that, that, that model didn't work for me. I'm not saying that other people can't make it work but I, I certainly think there's better ways of, of sort of pricing. Um, and the other thing with what Hilary was sort of saying, that I think is really um, valuable is that with pricing, yeah, look, you know, you don't have these fixed prices. Actually, it is a conversation and really you're trying to work out the, the scope of the project and the value you can add and that's how you come up with the pricing. And that's what I think the way that I've priced allows me to do it is to start that conversation. Um, and in the in the conversation with the client, you're actually trying, you know, if they say, um, we want an e-commerce website. Okay, great. How many products have you got? Is it under fifty? Yeah, okay. I've got a good idea of what that looks like. Um, is there anything else it needs? Oh, well, it needs a you know a custom a custom thing. Let's say it's like a a custom discount system or something. And you're like, okay, I don't have a solution to that. And so, really, what you'd be saying is, I've done a lot of e-commerce websites, and this is what I'm charging people. Like, say, it's I'll make them massive. It's ten grand. Um, and you know that's what that's what we'd be we'd be looking at for that with this sort of custom section that you're talking about. Um, worst case scenario, maybe it's five grand, uh, best case scenario, maybe it's two, but what we'll do is we'll scope that out. And if you say that stuff up front and in that early conversation, you say, how does that sound? You know, like well, I'm thinking worst case scenario, up. Like you might be up for 15 and best case scenario, maybe up for 12. So, you know, we'll look into that and let you know and we'll fix the, we'll fix the cost at some point um, before we move ahead. But I can't give you that answer straight away. But that, that's that, if they're saying yes, that sounds good. Then once again, you know that they're not that thousand dollar client or, or the or the thirty thousand dollar client. You know that they're, you know, going to going to consider you seriously. So
0: absolutely, and it's yeah, like we talked about already, it's an awesome filter. But then, so let's say how we come. It's come to the point where we need to actually spec it out. Um, I mean, the way we would typically do that, it was pretty much just an estimation on hours. I need to find a resource by. Um, Chris Lema on this, uh, he talked about it a while ago. Where it was like creating a spreadsheet, where each like additional feature they wanted, he put like the minimum. Like if he if he, everything went perfectly and they just did it and it got it yeah. it works the first time, it's this many hours. And then it was like absolute worst case. And then it was like a formula based on those two. Um, yeah. and and that's how he priced. And I really like that because I mean I kind of just do that in my head, work it out. Yeah. Like
1: you but know, I think maybe, that's essentially what. We all do because hmm. not every project's going to be the same. Even if you do something that's, you know, you do a, a twenty-page brochure website and it's not very, you know, nothing else to it. You do that for two different people and it's not like the exact same hours go into it. So there's still that, still some of that done anyway. I, I guess I was talking more about the things that you haven't done before. Um, oh
0: yeah, well, I mean, there's there's stopped. a whole lot in
1: here, right? There's a lot of stuff. Yeah,
0: but you can still, it still comes down to really how much work you think it's going to be. Yes. Uh, you know, and that's how you price things based on your rate. I mean, they, everyone talks about like hourly rate not being, you know, don't charge and by your hours. But the, this is kind of another step away from that. It's not just saying, oh, that's eight hours. This is what it costs. It's coming up with an estimate that you're comfortable doing that work in and then charging them that amount, you know, like if, if you're going to be spending a day on something, uh, you don't want to be charging a hundred bucks for it
1: yeah that's right and so look i think that's almost i guess a different conversation that's sort of almost talking about really the difference between um you know hourly rates and and value-based pricing um and one of the things with why either i I believe essentially that you're you're making up a figure either way like (laughs) let's say um you 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 know you do your cost plus sort of packaging where you or sorry pricing where you go okay i want to earn seventy thousand dollars these are my overheads so my expenses this is how much i spend on advertising and then you know i do 48 hours a week because i want to have a holiday and i can only probably do 30 hours oh, 30 hours a week um then you know because you can because i've got to spend 10 hours on admin and that sort yep. of stuff yep. and, then, and then that's how you work out your hourly rate like so people say that but it's like well, why did you pick seventy thousand dollars? Why? Why did some person maybe say forty thousand dollars is what they want to earn, and the next person say one hundred and fifty? So, at some point in the t- in time, I guess a price is being made up. Um, yeah. Well, they're, they're, and, know, it,
0: and that's kind of the, where we're coming to with all of this. And I didn't think it would be any different, really. Is that there's no exact science to pricing. You know, it is a gut feeling that comes with experience and you and what you're comfortable with charging. Yeah. Um, and that will grow over
1: time. I think some, a lot of that, and, and I always say to people, that you don't actually price your, your, your services, your market does, um, and people get the shits with that. But it's <laughs> it's you know, they true, do, but the, the thing with that is, the good, the good thing with that is, that I tell people is that you you have control over your market. So the people that you're currently working with, so what is your market? Well, that's maybe it's your current clients, maybe it's your actual you know, friends and family. Maybe it's the you know your business networks you have. Maybe it's you know your profile online, how well your SEO is. You know, your page one. All of those things are going to be triggers for people to uh, to understand you in in the market. Now, you do have control over th- those things. Um, and you know, someone that's got a better business network where they're dealing with businesses that charge you know that earn multiple you know millions of dollars versus a small business. You know, your net business is a your your network is small businesses that maybe, you know, are doing $300,000. But obviously the people dealing with a multi-million dollar business um, network group are going to be able to charge more because there's more money around that. So you can control those things and move to different markets and it's about repositioning yourself. Um, But you're just purely looking around at other people and going, oh, that person charges this much. Um, I need to put my prices down or I need to put my prices up because look at how much she's charging or look at how, how little he's charging or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, I think that's a real a real great way to go broke, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I
0: think this is why a lot of people get uh, there's so many heated conversations I've seen around where they're like, "Oh, this guy said he's going to do a website for $200. It's such a joke for our industry and blah blah." blah. Well, really, that's know. that's your mindset that you can just adjust and be and like yeah. I see that kind of thing and I'm like <laughs> like I know they're going to go and pay $200 for that website, come back uh, in six months' time, when it's probably not even finished, and it's a total shit show, and yeah. <laughs> and need us to redo it, you know.
1: I mean that, that's that's true. I mean with stuff like you know all the all the um, DIY websites, you know, like Wix and that sort of stuff. People used to really um, be horrified and think, "Well, how am I going to compete with that sort of stuff?" But really, they're actually a really good. Um, <laughs> I guess, you know, entry level and then someone tries that stuff out and goes, oh, that really didn't work. I actually need a professional to do this, <laughs> yep. you know? So it's probably the best sales tool that we have. Like go away and do your own website. Well, that took you, you know, 10 weeks to do and it's rubbish. You could have <laughs> you 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 paid someone to do a professional job and, and spent all your hours actually working on your own business. Like, you know, but everyone's welcome to try. There's nothing wrong with people. And sometimes that. some people have to,
0: right? Especially in, right. if it's That's like... Right if it's an er early days in their business, and this is why it's very, very hard to work with someone who's never had a website before and they don't understand how much is in the process. Those early days, they need to learn, you know, they need to go away and go, Holy crap, this is hard. There's a lot in this. Um, I just wasted so much time. I hate tech stuff. Next time Mm. I'm going to pay someone to do it. Hopefully by then they have a business
1: actually generating some revenue and you know, it's not such a big deal. That's right. And so, I mean, when you see people charging like a couple hundred bucks for websites, that's the same thing. They're just at that real, you know, that's an option for people at that entry level and they'll get to a time where, it's not very often that the people that are doing those services at that price are going to do a great job, and if they do, they don't do it for very long because it's unsustainable. Yeah, they, they will just straight up go out of business, and yeah. you know, I hear it or so put their many times. Up and, and you know, they start yeah. doing good work and put their prices up, and before you know it, that person comes back and goes, "I'd like another two hundred dollars website," and they're like, "Well, I charge you know five yeah. grand now." Yeah. And people realize that pretty quickly. I mean, when I first started, I was definitely in that
0: like, oh, I'm just going to do like templated websites for 500 bucks and do a ton of them. But then yeah. you, you do the maths and you work out to get a reasonable income after you take out costs on those sites. You know, that's a yep. lot of websites and a lot of clients you have to get in the door in one year just to make like 50 grand.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So 100 100%, 100% agree. And uh, yeah, I, there's a lot of people that talk about, you know, doubling your prices or even 10xing your prices and stuff like that. And they sound like crazy ideas, but when you think about it, if you put 10 times on on the price of whatever you're charging now, let's say you're someone that's doing $500 websites and you went, all right, I'm going to put 10 times on it and now you're charging $5,000, that actually allows you the freedom to lose 9 9 out of 10 jobs that you were landing <laughs> at, right? Yeah. So that gives you a lot more time to work on actually landing that um, $5,000 client.
0: And the best yeah. clients, honestly, would see 500 bucks and go, that's too cheap. There's something wrong with it, <laughs> For sure. Right? For sure. I agree. Yep. And and what we want are the best clients. <laughs> so, you know, and, and that's half the reason, half the reason, it's pretty much all the reason I got out of cheap websites was because um, they were always the jobs that cost us a stupid amount of time and stress. They were the clients yep. that were super demanding, um, you know, and they just, no one needs that that shit in their life, that level of stress when you've got no. one client ruining a whole month over a, a job that's worth nothing to you and
1: ends up being a loss, you know? Yeah. And and that really is coming back to value-based pricing essentially again because really if you have a, a, a someone that values what you do the most, um, they'll pay the most for it and then they're also, also seeing you uh that seeing the value in what you do not just the financial cost like not how much but they they understand that you're an expert and they know that look you know i'm a real estate agent and i've got a great business um i'm not a web person whereas those people at the small end that don't actually value what you do they actually think that they've got more insight than you and and want to overrule a lot of the the stuff that you do so yeah they can be nightmares absolutely um i think
0: we've it's, it's funny, like I've got a bunch of listener questions here that I want to go through now, but um, we've covered a lot of them, just sort of uh, riffing here. But yeah. one, of, one I don't think, like this, this comes up a lot too, right? Guys that are just starting in the business and don't even know where to start with pricing. So Mark, uh, Mark Ferguson from the group said, can you briefly cover pricing tips for someone who is just starting out and does not have a large portfolio? Where do you think Mark should start and other people in Mark's position?
1: Yeah, look, that's actually a great question. Um, one of the things I guess that you need to sort of understand is that um, a portfolio is really just, I guess, um, one of those, a, a trust indicator for someone, right? So it's just one of them. You need a lot of those things to actually help with a sale. And I see um, people charging a lot of money and people that do great work and they don't really show much of a portfolio. They don't actually... Or yeah, you know, any. Or any. Or I any. read an article
0: just... the other day. I can't remember what big... Um... Is a huge agency, but obviously at this point they have a brand name behind them, but yep. they don't show any portfolio whatsoever. Um, yeah, I same. can't remember her reasoning behind it, but uh, you know, it was along the lines of not sort of like they want to create craft a, a solution for each business individually. They don't want people to come in and go, "I want that," you know. Yes, and yep. so they don't have a portfolio at all, and they're charging you know multi five figure type branding projects.
1: Yeah, and look, so I think if you can. Um, build established trust with people um, and maybe that's through things like social proof you know like reviews or testimonials or you know obviously if you're starting out you don't have a lot of that stuff um, if your website looks good you know if you're actually you know ranking well and if you're doing good social content and that sort of stuff then those things are actually you know um, markers that people will use to say yes this 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 person is you know, ticking some of those boxes for me. It's not just about your portfolio. Um, and I used to have my whole folio, you know, I would have, you know, mm. 50, 50, you know, websites yep. on there. and I've just pulled it back to six. I mean, I've got a lot in there that are sort of still hidden as, as thumbnails and that sort of stuff. Um, and that's, that's probably more an SEO thing than it is, um, that I want to show that stuff. Mm. Um, but, yeah, certainly moved away. For, I think I've just pulled it back to, like, six projects or something That's perfect. Case, but- and, like, I
0: think most uh, decent design companies are doing that, you know. I don't want to uh, – your client doesn't want to scroll through a hundred things. They just want to go, oh, yeah, I like this, this person's style or this company's style. Um, yeah. Or But, you know, like I said, some, some people don't have a portfolio at all. Um, so, I yeah, don't I mean- think it's it's necessary. <laughs>
1: No, I don't think it is. I think as long as you, if you, if you're doing, the, if if you build yourself a good website, then a hey, you've shown that you can build a website. Well, that's um, massive, I mean, that, and that's yeah. what I wanted to
0: go in. Oh, and you, I forgot bloody something. Thank you for bringing that up again. <laughs> um, yeah, your own website is massive. If you have a really good looking website, that shows you can build a bloody good website. You would yep. not believe the amount of like everyone that signs up for Content Snare. I check out their website mostly, right? I usually send like personal videos and stuff like this. Um, So I check out their website and you would not believe the amount of websites I I see that are just, let's say they don't inspire confidence in that person's ability to design. And like, obviously it's that, that plumber's problem or whatever, where the, you know, plumber's always got leaky taps or or the cobbler's kids have no (laughs) shoes or whatever.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like you but don't work be- on your own stuff. Oh, yeah, you go. I uh, was
0: just you saying, you don't, you don't end up working on your own stuff. But really, to some extent, especially in the beginning when you've got nothing else for people to trust you on, like if you're not getting referrals yet, yeah. like that's all you've got. It's got to be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, if you've got good content and you actually, once again, some of those things that we're saying about, you know, the, the, the trust, I guess, indicators, if you can and cover those things in your content like what, what pain points might you know your potential customers have if you talk about those things um, and you talk about how what your process might be and um, how you like to work with people they're going to really understand you and then that's probably going to help you help you lead to a sale so i mean i do still think portfolio is important but if you don't have one it's not the be all and end all for sure Totally, and
0: at some point when you actually have had a decent client base and you start getting referrals from people, you know whether that's through existing client, uh, like previous clients referring you, or just through friends and, and business contacts that you meet. Like I'm a big fan yep. of networking. You'll start you start getting referrals, and there yep. was definitely a point in our agency where we had a shocking website, and people didn't care um, because we came highly recommended. So yeah. You know, and the, ref-
1: the same thing, similar with, with networking. Like I, um, you know, think networking is massive. When you're starting out, you actually need to go out there and and a let people know that you exist and that you, what service you offer. And if you if people get along with you, I've been referred from people that haven't actually seen my work, but they've they've you know I've met them at networking and we've obviously got along. Mm-hmm. Um, and then someone you know within a couple of days, someone's got in touch with me and they've been referred by this person that I've met. And, you know, maybe they've gone away and looked at my work, but a lot of the times I don't think they they, they really would have. They just trusted that I, you know, was um, someone that could help their their, their, their lead out, you know, if they, they've got yeah. a friend or, a, you, know, you know, a business colleague or whatever. Um, and so, yeah, you get referrals from people that don't know anything about your work if, if you're, I guess, you know, connecting with them in other ways.
0: Yeah, and I guess I lied a bit there in that your website doesn't need to be perfect. As long as you have referrals, <laughs> so
1: yeah. No, that's yeah.
0: Right. So referrals, referrals pretty much trump everything in my experience. Yep, 100%, yes, yeah, one hundred percent. Yes, but if you're if you're doing online stuff, if you're trying to get people through some like online means, whether it's like LinkedIn or, um, you know, Facebook ads or in groups, then I think when when someone actually has no experience of meeting you in person, um, then your website's going to matter a lot more.
1: Yeah, I agree. Yeah,
0: perfect. Yeah, what what other questions have we got here? Um, I think we answered Mark's question anyway. It's uh, hopefully. <laughs> I mean, w- I think another thing we we kind of already touched on, which applies there, is working out how much you want to earn, how many websites you're going to need. Like, if you start just pick a random number and you're like, I'm going to charge a grand for a website. Um, you'll probably work out quickly you know, after you take out costs and life and all that sort of stuff that what you're doing is completely in- unsustainable or maybe even sending you backwards, which I've seen um, yeah. plenty of companies in that position. So it starts with you know, working out how much you need to charge really. like yep. it, Basically, if you want to cover your life costs and how many clients you think you can get in um, and then pricing from there, You know, if that, that's absolute minimum. You know, and then you can go up from there, which leads us directly into Erica's question about raising prices over time.
1: Yeah, raising prices over time. Um, look, I guess the only way to do that is is to actually just do it. Um, mm. the, the easiest way to do it is when you've got a lot of work on. Then you can actually be quite risky with that and, and mm. you know, that's a good time. If you've got, if, if you're booked out for the next month or whatever and someone rings up, that's a great time to to double your price or, you know, triple mm. your price and if it sticks then you yeah, know if that it's that a job
0: you make. don't care about getting and that's funny it's like
1: yeah that that's, that there's all there's there is that i don't know what the term is but like the go away price when you think <laughs> you, <laughs> yeah you know um, when you don't think the projects are got to go ahead and and, and you That's you, at you least three times. Yeah i think that's <laughs> it, the yeah the go away price um, no but but you know, it is point, if
0: if you're not you know if you're not coming off as a needy person trying to get these, uh, like like if, you, if you're trying to go in with a low price and you need work to eat, it's yep. it's funny. Like you've got a much lower chance of winning that work because you'll come across weird. If you yes. straight up don't care, like this is a, a real thing. And it, this is, it even applies in like dating, <laughs> right? If you yeah. come off as someone that, you know, is a little bit sort of carefree, you're yes. probably going to do better because you're going to come off more confident uh, and, and, and so it's a perfect time. I really like that idea of um, of trying to raise prices when you're busy. That's really yeah. good.
1: Well, it's it, the easiest way to do it. Um, but also your comment just then, that really comes back to having that conversation. Well, the very first thing that we started talking about was having conversations around money because if you can do that and you can be confident about that, that's when you actually land stuff for the figures you want. So if you... If, if, you're stuck thinking that, you you know, the max you can, you know, sell a website for is $1,500. Um, if you, you know, want to bump your prices up to $2,000, but you, you're you stuck with this mindset that $1,500, you know, is what what you can charge, you'll say them differently. So you'll say, oh, yep, so my price is $1,500. Or if you're trying to put, if you're not confident, you'll be like, my price is
0: uh, $2,000. <laughs> Massive, <laughs> you know?
1: yeah. Vocal you know, inflections like- are huge. <laughs> Um, so uh, having that, that's why I think if we need to, you know, designers and developers need to actually talk about this stuff and be be confident with it and talk to other people about it. Talk to other designers where it doesn't matter and say, hey, I'm thinking this is what I charge. Like, what do you charge? Like, you know, that's an easy way to, to talk about that stuff um, without it being an actual real client. And that sort of circling back is again to why I put prices on there on my website and why I think it's a good idea because it keeps you in check. Like, if you put, if you put your prices out in public, you're pretty... Confident that you're going to have to say those prices to people if someone asks, it's on it's on your website. Mm. You know, you know, you, you you've got to say, well, I, you know, my bottom package is four thousand um, dollars, but it's already out there, so it makes it easier to 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 have those sort of you know that confidence around there. But yeah, back to raising prices over time. Another good way is just slow and steady. Essentially, you know. Maybe every couple of projects, you just try and put it up like ten percent and see how you go until yeah. you really get, until you're getting pushback. Um, and when you get pushback, don't drop back, but make that your plateau and build up from that. And then go, this is my new price. So if you once again you're stuck at fifteen hundred dollars, and you go, well, the next one I'm going to do is seventeen, and the next one I'm going to do is two, and the next one I'm going to do is two and a half, mm-hmm. and then you sort of oh, some people are sort of are not really loving that. So you you sit there for a while. And th- really, if you've gone from doing uh, $1,500 websites and two, to two and a half thousand uh, dollars websites, you should be able to produce a little bit better work as well. Yeah. So then spend a bit more time on it. Um, you might be attracting better clients, and then you start again. Once once people have sort of got used to that pricing and that's and you're comfortable with that, you start going again, and you might go, you know, two eight. And then once again, you find a new bit where you start to get pushback. So it's just a bit of a slow and steady. steady yeah, absolutely. Um, and like, it's, it's pretty much like
0: all of this has been like <laughs> that. There's no concrete answer. It's just worked out with no. time. And yeah, it's it's all of this is like that, right? It, it all comes from building confidence and and sort of building your business over time. Like this is naturally going to happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, this has been an awesome chat. I think... Um, We've covered pretty much the other stuff. Like um, Erica asked about um, upselling, which you've kind of already talked about already. Um, You know, your different packages, essentially selling different services. Um, I think we're talking
1: about... Something that um, we we sort of um, vaguely touched on uh, before this was um, that sort of anchoring. Um, and that's something that I do. Oh, and I yeah. maybe that's, that's a good thing to sort of uh, give people a heads up on on what that is and how that works.
0: Yeah. Price anchoring is huge. We totally forgot to go into that. That's my bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and so because this is a little bit separate to that, right? Like so upselling into other services, I think that's going to be a whole other episode. I, I, think, I think we have to skip that question for now. Um, and someone asked about
1: maintenance, and that's a full conversation too. I think yeah, and important. it
0: is. I've already got that that's lined experience. up as another chat. Um, and Luke, Luke's question about not wanting to advertise price because everything's value-based. Um, I, and I think we kind of covered that. Like having a range or a minimum price is a good place to start there.
1: You know, if you, if yeah, you have I a agree. range... Sorry? I agree with Luke. I mean, that's essentially what I've tried to do with my pricing. So if he, if, if he goes and, and has a look at my website and looks at how I actually do my pricing... He might find that that I'm trying to um, have that balance between productizing and putting my prices out there, mm-hmm. while still still being value based, um, and that's by having having these tiers um, with ranges in them, so I can have these conversations. And yeah. you know, people. The other thing with with value base is that people think that that it's. You know, a way to get a lot of money quickly, or to get more money out of people. But really, the, the, the fact of the matter is that we tend to have a market, and we, we tend to work in the same sort of circles. Like Nike's not going to rig me up tomorrow and, and and you know want their brand redone by mm-hmm. me. That's that's yeah. not going to happen. Um, so you know, with pricing, people get worried that they're going to cap themselves. Um, by by sort of putting them out there. But anyway, um, I yeah, think so we I should I- quickly quickly talk about
0: yeah, um, yeah Let's get into anchoring because and this can be done with um productized. Um, or value pricing. And just to quickly touch on what productized um, is, that's more about like fixed packages. You know, like if you you do a five-page website and a ten, like a 10-page website with custom design and, you know, where you've got fixed inclusions in each thing and it's a fixed package, that's kind of what productizing is. Um, yep. Very hard to do in web design, um, but people do, people do manage, you know, but people are always going to want different things that you need to bolt on. Um, yep. but so, so it applies to that. You can, you can a- price anchor in pretty much anything. Um, let's talk about that. And cause I really loved how you talked about your three pricing tiers. Um, so the whole point is to try and get someone focused in on the middle price, right? Out of, out of three. All right.
1: What am yes. I doing? You, you talk about this. You're the- <laughs> you nailed it. And- Okay, so a couple of people that, have, that talk about this stuff, um, Christo from The Future talks about this stuff and also Blair ends again with, in Pricing Creativity. Um, and there's a good book um, which is called Pricing Design and, uh, hang on, I've got a note. Dan, Dan Mole wrote that. Um, that that's, a, that's a great book as well. Um, but really the idea around anchoring is to create, if you have one price, that's, that's, that's all you've got. If you've got two prices, you're giving people something to compare. We've got three. That's great. Four is still good. Never more than that. So the idea is or the ideals for doing some anchoring is really three or four. Um, I like three. Um, mm. And so the idea with that is you come up with a price that you think a project should be. Um, you know what's what. You've talked to someone. They've outlined what they want. You've got an idea of what that would be. Um, and you throw an anchor out there. So let's say you think that's a ten grand project you throw an anchor out there and you always start with the high anchor. And if you look on my websites and if you ever come across one of my proposals, you'll see that the, the high anchor is first. So rather than a lot of people will put their cheap one left to right. So it'll go this, this and this, but you start with the, the high one first and that's to create a bit, a little bit of sticker shock. Um, but so if you want to do a $10,000 project, you chuck a $20,000 cost at them initially. So you go, oh, recently I did a project like that um, the client had you know it was a twenty thousand dollar project and um, this is what we did with it see how they're acting go maybe that's not what maybe that's not what you need um, maybe you're sort of you know, not quite at that stage, maybe you're more like a $10,000 project, but, you know, we could still do a lot of that stuff in there.
0: And obviously you're doing, you're, there's more stuff in this. You're not just throwing out these prices. These are like your, no. your packages where there's like a more strategy. Maybe there's copywriting. Maybe there's like some other stuff involved in in that project. Yeah, yeah, correct.
1: I, well, I'm just making this stuff up on, on the spot. Yeah, and, totally. <laughs> um, but yeah, essentially that's what you're doing. So you sort of, you, you start with a high anchor and that really is to make that, the next price that you say sound um, hmm. it, it comfortable, you know. Like yeah. if you if you said if the first thing you said is ten thousand dollars to someone, and that's right on their threshold, it's gonna sound it's gonna it's gonna feel you know hard for them. But if you say twenty thousand dollars, and then you cut them a deal back to ten thousand dollars, they're like it doesn't sound so bad. Yeah, um, so, so
0: that's bad. <laughs> that,
1: that's the psychology behind it, right? Um, so when you're doing a, something like a proposal. Um, like I was saying before, you do the one-page proposal and you do some dot points on there. I'll do essentially th- three three tiers and I say, look, this is um, like A, B and C. The, the top tier is $20,000 and it's got all of these things included. It You add crazy stuff in there. Like go give them a back massage. I don't care. Like even if it's <laughs> stuff you don't want to deliver, right, you, but that's what makes it the $20,000, you know. I'll, yeah. I'll bring you a coffee every time we have a meeting. I don't, you know, you put stuff mm-hmm. in there. Yeah, so like you could train your whole team on how to use it or something. Yeah, so you yeah. Know, <laughs> essentially all the things you're going to over-deliver on yeah. um, and things that they may not actually require, then the middle one is essentially everything that they've said. It's exactly what they've said and it's that that's that middle pricing. Um, and then you have the third price and that's a slightly under, um, not too far under. So the idea with a high anchor is it needs to have a big gap between it. So you don't want to have like your high anchor is 12 and then you want them to spend 10 because it's not going to, have that effect. You want to mm. say twenty to to ten. So twenty is the expensive one. Ten is my my middle package, and then you might say eight is the bottom one. And you don't have a huge difference. And then what you're doing is you strip out all of those things that actually add the value to the project or the things that they've asked for. And so that goes to show that what what that what that also does. One of the effects with with doing the um, a proposal that way or outlining cost to someone that way is that if people like to to feel like they can shop around and they've got options and it means that they start shopping around within your services rather than other people's <laughs> services. So you're giving them like I'm I could be a $6,000 website person a $10,000 website person or a $15,000 website person rather than getting three separate quotes from people from three different yeah. people that's a six, so you're essentially becoming all of those three options for them. That's awesome. So I that's really, really like, powerful so. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that's a good takeaway, um, and yeah, if you want to look more into that, um, Blair ends pricing creativity. Mind you, that book is priced with pricing strategy in mind, and I think it's like three hundred dollar book. <laughs> Holy! <laughs> <laughs> but it's but it's worth it. Absolutely! Um, yeah. Wow.
0: All right. Well, I think I think that's a good spot to to end this because that was so much epic stuff in there. I don't want to explode people's brains. So, um, I think we should stop there. Um, uh, we can, Sounds we can good. dig into maintenance pricing and all that kind of stuff and and upselling and value ads in another episode, I think. Um, so thank you so much
1: for joining me, Corey, where can people go to find out more about you? um look just uh elk um or jump on anything like facebook or insta i'm probably more active on insta um and just uh, it's just elk creative so that's the, the handle just E-L-K. elk creative yeah yep Boom. so I like the moose yep done <laughs> <laughs> love
0: it uh except a moose is way bigger than an elk
1: <laughs> i think so yeah, <laughs> yeah. a deer I mean, a deer maybe a deer, yeah a deer. kind of <laughs> perfect I
0: don't know. all right uh thanks again um and if no you and thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, listener, if you've uh, enjoyed this episode, please head over to iTunes, leave a review uh, and share it with anything anyone you think will get something out of it. Uh, we always appreciate that. That's how we get word out is uh, all referrals. So uh, thank you very much and I'll see you next time. Discover how to grow your agency, earn more and work less at agencyhighway.com. Head over there to get resources from this episode and full transcripts. See you next time. This episode was brought to you by Content Snare. If you're a digital agency or just need to get content or info from your clients, Content Snare can help you collect it on time and without enormous email trails. Give it a try at contentsnare.com.